Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Supermarcado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today, we're delighted to be listening to Ryo Nagamatsu's incredible score for A Link Between Worlds, the sort of spiritual successor, part that and also part, you know, remake of Mm -hmm. the classic Legend of Zelda soundtrack, A Link to the Past. Yeah, this is maybe Nagamatsu's best work, especially if you're talking about a solo work. You know, he was able to do everything on the score. And a lot of the music uh, consists of really interesting and well-done arrangements of Link to the Past and other Zelda series tunes. But there's a lot of great original stuff. I think on our playlist today, the majority of the tunes we're going to be playing are going to be original compositions by Nagamatsu. What a great soundtrack. I would say quite underrated. Absolutely. And I think this game, I don't know if it's fair to say underrated because it was very well received, but I think it's an absolute classic and it's one of the best in the series. And quite honestly, it it so scratches the itch of Link to the Past that I I might honestly be more inclined to play this than the original because it does sort of take place in the same world and it's Mm -hmm. inspired by the same kind of architecture and design uh, but it has layers to it that the original doesn't have definitely it's a must play for any diehard fans of the series and, and I must think listen. maybe yeah one of the most delightful things about playing the game for me was the incredible soundtrack I, I know that Ryo Nagamatsu and we mentioned this on our Galaxy 2 episode recently he's a composer that I was initially not all that impressed with because some of the right. early Nintendo titles where I first tracked his name were on soundtracks that I was not a fan like Mario Kart Wii for instance uh, but he really proved himself with Galaxy 2 and this soundtrack I think is maybe some of his most masterful work ever It's incredibly eclectic and diverse, all the different styles he needs to work together with the arrangements of the condo tunes, this new sort of flavor that he brings to his music with some serious classical chops, and then just everything in between. You really get the sense that this is a grand, sprawling world, and he's able to communicate that. This soundtrack has everything that a fan of Zelda music could ever ask for. It has wonderful, sometimes definitive arrangements of classic Zelda music. There are arrangements in here that might be my favorite versions of these given uh, Zelda melodies. So we have that. We have surprising arrangements that take some bold choices. We have some wonderful original music, some of which um, is definitely clearly paying homage to Koji Kondo, but some of it is very much going off into you know a completely different direction, a very new sound and so it, it's a wonderful really soundtrack too yeah it definitely feels everything is cut from that cloth in the starting point of the entire project link between worlds is koji kondo is the original legend of zelda original link to the past but then where it diverges both in terms of the gameplay and the music is really what sets it apart from the others in the series i agree and without getting too controversial one thing that separates this soundtrack to another recent zelda soundtrack is the starting point for this music it's so clear that there's a respect and in a following in the tradition and the footsteps of what has come before it and so that's the starting point so the few moments when nagamatsu explores something different and maybe gets a little more experimental or something that doesn't quote feel like Zelda, we're kind of on board because we know that it's going to be brief and eventually we're going to be back in that comfortable world. 
Right, and you have the context, and when you even think of the original Link to the Past, there's quite a lot of dissonant and, I would say, experimental tracks that Koji Kondo wrote. Oh, absolutely. Some of the dungeon themes, some of the, uh, there's all kinds of really, like, the cavernous music and everything. The boss battles have a really progressive sound, often with a mixed meter. So I think uh, composers forget sometimes, because of how accessible Kondo's music is, really how advanced and how it's kind of pushing things forward. Forward. And I think Ryo Nagamatsu did a great job of not playing it safe, not doing kind of a imitation of Zelda, but really, you know, rolling his sleeves up and digging into some of the best music of his career. Well, you guys heard playing in was Kakariko Village, a wonderfully faithful rendition of the Link to the Past original by Koji Kondo. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the sound and kind of the samples that Nagamatsu use, uses on the score. But let's move on now to an original piece of music. It's one of the early themes in the game. It's called A Kingdom's Legend, really one of the strongest standouts in the whole soundtrack. We'll talk a little bit about this ensemble and this composition. Let's take a listen to A Kingdom's Legend. You guys are listening to A Kingdom's Legend from Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds for the 3DS, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. What a strong start to this episode. Holy moly. Well, and that it's written in this delightful idiom of brass quintet or brass choir, uh, it's so lovely. I mean, the orchestration it's here is so perfect. It's such a fresh so sound perfect. for the series, though, too. Have you heard yeah. anything like this ever in the series before? Well, the thing that I love is harmonically, it's definitely in the spirit of, if you think of like the opening of Ocarina of Time with those kind of fifth harmonies and that half step, you know, root movement um, definitely feels like Zelda to me. But this one has this kind of classical part writing and imitation and everything that's in the idiom of the instrumentation. Like it sounds like brass quintet music. And the arranging here is really nice. There are moments where uh, Ryo Nagamatsu sets the trombone above the French horn, which is something that, mm-hmm. you know, is a little bit non-traditional, but it's a really beautiful sound. And it is a beautiful sound. Yeah, just the harmonies are rich, the melodic ideas are really strong, and it has this kind of Baroque-esque imitation, which a lot of chamber music does draw a lot of influence from older classical music. Even if the harmonies are more modern, that kind of playfulness and imitation, and this takes a line and that takes a line, that's really kind of an exciting and fun thing in chamber pieces, whether it's woodwind music. Well, this piece of music, 
I think really is taking itself seriously. And because the music is so strong and the tradition and maybe studying music of this, uh, you know, actual music of this kind, right. uh, I think we're on board with Nagamatsu. And even though it's a bold choice and it doesn't really remind me of anything else I've heard in the series, it's just really good music. It's, it's not, um, sometimes when composers in this series try something different, sometimes it feels like a swing and a miss because it doesn't remind me of anything in the series and the music itself. There's just maybe not anything that special to it. Not a lot of heart to it. Whereas this, there's so much heart to it. I can't imagine not being moved by this. Well, and I definitely, I would argue that this is very much steeped in the musical language of Zelda. Well, I, I, mean, I guess the, I just mean the actual instrumentation here and this ensemble. It, the overall sound is not, is not reminiscent of anything I've heard in the series. Right. I do think it, it totally fits though. I think a oh, more yeah. obvious choice for a piece like this would maybe be like a string orchestra or even a like string quartet. I mean, that's what we've heard a lot more of. Like yeah. you think of the opening to Majora's Mask or the opening to Ocarina of Time. It's this kind of harmony, but uh, string led. And I think, and I, par- part of that probably had to do with the sort of general MIDI sounds. You couldn't get a really noble and warm brass sound the brass was used to sound kind of punchy and heroic but here i I just think it's such an interesting choice using a very subdued and mellow sound of the brass it kind of it it communicates something that maybe this is a land that there once was all this strife and battle and war but now it's sort of subsided well one element of the soundtrack that i find so fresh and so uh, it kind of feels like finally is there it's such a brass heavy soundtrack there's so much brass and that really feels like so fitting for the music of Zelda and it's not mm-hmm. something that for whatever reason we got a lot of real brass before right. uh, and this we'll talk about it let's let's talk about it maybe after we play this next track but a lot of the brass you're hearing and a lot of the instruments you're hearing on the soundtrack are not necessarily real they're sampled and I have a feeling Nagamatsu sampled some of this stuff himself right. um, so it sounds realistic and that's kind of all we can hope for uh, especially for a 3DS score. Let's take a listen to Hyrule Field, which is a wonderful arrangement of the main Zelda theme composed by Koji Kondo, the Zelda overworld theme. And this is just how you do overworld music. Let's take a listen to Hyrule Field. <laughs> guys listening to Hyrule Field, which is arranged, directed by Ryo Nagamatsu, containing original music composed by Koji Kondo, one of my all-time favorite versions of this overworld theme. It's like finally in a Zelda game, we get this theme 
in a faithful, authentic way for an overworld theme. It's not taking, you know, a few notes of it and then going off into something else. You know, it's right. it's very faithful to the spirit of the original, and it's truly one of the best versions of that theme. Uh, what I love about Ryo Nagamatsu's score here is there's a lot of care and craft in the actual instruments. There's moments of real performance. Even in this track, I think there's a couple of flourishes and lines that feel like they're performed. But uh, short of that, I think it's just really good samples and a lot of attention to detail to make it feel very vibrant and realistic. Well, and one thing, I do suspect that he recorded his own samples, or at least it's a custom so. library. It's not sounds that I've heard a lot before. Yeah. Right, and there's something about that that even though you can sort of tell it's not real, it has that kind of lo-fi small indie sound that you get from just recording a handful of musicians. Well, it also has its own unique sound. It's not yeah. samples that I've really ever heard before, so it's not just Hollywood strings or Hollywood brass sounds that we've heard on a lot of projects before. So it definitely has its own uh, unique flavor. And it gives it's a chamber sound. You know, we're not mm-hmm. hearing the sound of like a giant 100-piece orchestra. We're hearing the sound of a chamber orchestra, which is perfect. This is a handheld game. It's 3DS. Yeah. It has a more old-fashioned cartoony art style i think the music just the the sound the timbres are so appropriately fit for this game hey will don't you feel like this is such a nice transition and balance between the super nintendo and n64 sound a very kind of old-fashioned general midi sample based sound and a more modern orchestral sound something like skyward sword this is kind of right in the middle yeah totally and there's a couple things that i want to call out in this track so um one thing yeah i totally agree that these sort of samples it makes it like a modern super nintendo in a sense Mm -hmm. uh with that little part there yum is kind of That's hinting so at the ocarina of time hyrule field and i think that's a really subtle little move there that it's not just the zelda overworld theme but the other music for hyrule field that nagamatsu is having so much fun with yeah this is such a a, a thoughtfully composed arrangement and uh, just beautifully executed i think you could tell that you know ryo nagamatsu probably also always yearned for kind of a more definitive orchestral presentation of this theme there's a lot of regal music in this soundtrack and we're going to move on to another very regal piece of music very brass heavy this is one of my favorites actually of the whole score this is peaceful castle let's take a listen Thank you. 
So delightful. You guys are listening to Peaceful Castle. And this is mostly an original piece of music composed by Ryo Nagamatsu from A Link Between Worlds. Will's mentioning, uh, you know, even in a piece like this, there's some elements to it, some kernels that are, you know, from Koji Kondo's existing music. Um, but what an amazing composition. Oh, completely. It's so pompous. You know, there's, yeah. like, there's like this kind of like humorous quality to this in a way because it's so like over well, the top. Well, yeah, because it's such a Baroque pastiche, you know, with yes. all the kind of fugal counterpoint and everything. You get some moments of really interesting edgy harmony, and I just love the way that motive is developed. Instrumentation-wise, this is interesting. This is a quartet here. We have two trombones, one tuba, and one trumpet. Right. So it's not... The brass uh, quintet idea is two trumpets, French horn, trombone, and tuba. So here, I really suspect they almost just had, you know three musicians a trombone player a trumpet player and a tuba player and recorded them and panned them in different ways but it's such an excellent composition and i like the the heaviness the reliance on the trombone i feel like Mm -hmm. there's something about that timbre that nagamatsu was really fascinated by in characterizing in this case the regal but as you said carl a little bit pompous because this is hyrule castle before everything goes wrong you know just a little bit of fun and humor i do think the trombone is not the most serious sounding instrument in the world it has a little bit of fun and character to it i mean it's used in that way and so that's what we're getting for peaceful castle here because it has that portamento sound with the Mm -hmm. slide that there's this slight yeah no offense to trombone players i love the sound of a trombone but hey gorgeous tone a little bit silly at the end of the day let's move on to a really great piece of music this is the theme of yuga who's the main villain in this game this is composed by Ryo Nagamatsu, let's take a listen to Yuga. This is the theme of Yuga. This is composed by Ryo Nagamatsu, and I was reading a funny comment. I didn't uh, actually see this, but apparently uh, at some point in this game, uh, Yuga actually sings this theme. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there, I think he kind of hums it at one he kinda point. He kind of hums it, yeah. Oh, I do remember that now. Yeah, th- this character is great, and he's sort of a takeoff of the wizard Agonim from the original Link to the Past. He serves mm-hmm. the same role where he's kind of like the first villain before Ganon. Right. But then this plot kind of turns things even further where um, uh, he, this character of Yuga, I think, has a little bit more present involvement in the story kind of longer than Aghanim does in Link to the Past. But it's such a delightful theme, and I love that. It's it's, a very simple theme. Yeah, it's not an active one. It's a very, it's it's like a film motif where you just have this pedal drone in the strings, and then that gorgeous kind of noble brass statement cycling through the overtones. It sounds like a French horn, but... There's a couple of moments in this score, uh, especially when I hear Nagamatsu going for more of a film approach, 
where I feel like he's almost channeling John Williams. Right. Yeah. Th- it's more like a film motif because it's just about those notes. It's not like a tune. It's not mm-hmm. something that has an A section, a B section, and is harmonized. It's it's almost like you think of like Kylo Ren's theme. Bum 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 bum. Yeah. Bum, exactly. That's actually you know? something I was thinking about when listening to this. Yeah. Let's move on to a wonderful piece. This is very interesting. A little bit. You know, it's called Safety in the Sanctuary, but it's quite creepy. Actually. Actually, this is an arrangement here. Uh, so we'll, we'll credit this to Rao Nagamatsu as well as Koji Kondo. Let's take a listen. guys listening to safety in the sanctuary a wonderful arrangement this is rao nagamatsu and koji kondo coming together uh, koji wasn't actually involved in this game um but you know, there's a lot of his music that's being used here i love how much baroque uh kind of influence and tradition there is on the soundtrack right. it feels like a lot of this music you might hear in, in church or something <laughs> yeah and this piece was definitely written to evoke those um, kind of feelings if you think of the original sanctuary piece it's meant to sound almost like a, a church organ and it has this tragic quality well yeah again it's we've talked about this before it's not actually the music you'd hear in church it's the music you'd hear in like the stereotype of like an old creepy church or something right yeah and it's it's a tragic point in both games when you encounter this sanctuary it's uh, it's not under positive conditions so right. I, I think it's really effective use here and yeah creepy nakamatsu scores up the the use of the vocal sounds and uh one it's thing that's interesting choice. is he mixes vowels so it sounds like some of the singers are doing an ooh and some of them are doing like an ah sound it's unsettling isn't it it does have a, a sort of unsettled quality and he sort of takes the theme and develops it further kind of spins it in some new directions elongates certain phrases that kind of thing it's all very tasteful and done in the in the style and i think it really works for this game if this were a remake of a link to the past i would actually be disappointed in Mm. the things that he adds for instance in the hyrule field theme and in in this case i would be a little upset that it's not the definitive koji kondo version but it's so perfect because a link between worlds this isn't just a remake remake. it's kind of half a sequel yeah and so that's what the music is. It's 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 starting from the original and going off in new directions. It's so it's such a symbolic way of preparing you for the overall experience. 
man, Ryo Nagamatsu is so good. I really wish he could have done the next Zelda game after this. Um, let's move on to Minigame, which is a really cool piece of music. has a little bit of an introduction that eventually gets into this very swashbuckling, fun melody. Very Gaelic. Let's take a listen to Minigame from Link Between Worlds. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm dancing along in my chair here. This is Minigame, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu from A Link Between Worlds. And to me, this was actually one that I had never heard until preparing for this episode. For whatever reason, it just wasn't one of the more popular pieces of music. And it is absolutely delightful. I love this melody. It's so fun and so authentic. It reminds me of something that would be in Nintendo Land, which is another yeah. soundtrack that Nagamatsu worked on. Another one of his best, if I may. And part of it is that uh, recorder. I imagine it's the mm-hmm. same performer. And knowing Nintendo, it's probably someone who like works at Nintendo. Maybe he's like the IT guy and also plays recorder. Yeah, I mean, it's probably <laughs> the same person who did all the milk bar stuff. Um, right. Th- that milk bar recorder stuff is so good. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love those arrangements. We're, but we're that's sort of like a, a Nintendo thing um, where that you hear is that the they're not to say that they're cheap when it comes to music, but they really utilize their resources. And so yeah. if they have a, a player who can do a special thing then you're going to hear that for a while and there was a period in time where it seemed like every nintendo soundtrack had recorder and then there was also a period in time where it seemed like every soundtrack had accordion even if it didn't need accordion it just kind of seems like something that and i imagine who's ever playing on breath of the wild is the same person who played on triforce heroes sure the same person who played on mario 3d world like you get the sense that there's like oh yeah we know that accordion guy we'll bring him on for this but i kind of like that sound it makes it feel kind of small scale and it's relatable i think having limitations is and this is i'm sure something nintendo has learned having limitations is so important to the creativity so i think it's good that they don't give their composers massive budgets to hire huge orchestras every time yeah I agree and they have that. to be resourceful i think nagamatsu came up by finding oh i can use the recorder and do so much with it he probably came up with types of music that he wouldn't have otherwise and honestly one of the best elements of the score is the recorder it's so fun yeah um, before we get to that let's play one more arrangement and this is one of my favorite arrangements it's very faithful and it feels like it's capturing the spirit of the original. Let's take a listen to Hyrule Castle.
outstanding arrangement. This is Hyrule Castle from A Link Between Worlds, taking music composed by Koji Kondo, arranged by Ryo Nagamatsu. And I think that Nagamatsu and all the directors of this game made the perfect choice. I think the balance of old music, new music is absolutely perfect in the soundtrack. Everything feels like there's a lot of care and craft, and there's some arrangements that are very, very straightforward. And there's other arrangements where there's a little bit more risks um, being taken. And I just, yeah, I'm just on board for all of these choices. This is outstanding. Yeah, and again, because it's not a direct remake, it's not making the case that this has to replace the original. No, not at Um, all. And that's what I love. The moments that it's faithful, I admire. And the moments Mm -hmm. where it goes in different places, I'm okay with it because it's not needing to replace the original theme. I think this is, yeah, this is a really great arrangement. I think with music that's this iconic and I would argue perfect, any little change, any moment of something, people could have arguments about like, oh, I imagine the strings alone doing that chord vamp, or I imagine this instrument doing that. That's the hard thing with Super Nintendo because it kind of approximates real sounds, but you're still using your imagination. Um, And and certain things, like once it gets to that final section, that with the low baritone kind of melody, I'm so used to the specific string voicings of the Koji Kondo version. Right. Here, when the octaves are kind of different and things are played around a little bit, there's like that first second where I'm like, oh, that's not what I'm used to. But it's so it's the choices here, I think, are all really strong. And again, it's like because it's not a remake, it this reminds me of this game, because even mm-hmm. though you go into Hyrule Castle, the layout is a little different. The things you're doing are a little different than the link to the past. So the right. music shouldn't just be an exact replica an exact recreation it wouldn't fit the experience i also think as a listener it's it wouldn't be quite as fun you know you kind of want yeah. some changes you want to you be want surprised to, a little bit yeah you want to be surprised but you also want to feel that respect and reverence for the source material and i think and that's I think the they balance nailed that, that, strikes, that balance yeah. yeah let's move on to definitely the happiest piece of music in our playlist today i love this this is very mario-esque it's yeah it's a great it's a great contrast because there's a lot of dark music some that we've heard and a lot that we're going to hear so we have to have these changes of pace. Let's take a listen to the delightful Milk Bar. You guys listening to Milk Bar, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu, and you could have told me this was an Animal Crossing tune, or even a Mario or Yoshi tune. It's so cute. It's kind of like the synth, I guess, harpsichord sound with this really hilarious percussion. Uh, the percussion is so funny. Will, tell tell everyone a little bit about the Milk Bar in this game. Well, the Milk Bar is a, a new creation of this game. It's not in the original, but it's something that totally fits in with the kind of Zelda mythos, I guess, or just the canon of games. Um, I think 
Twilight Princess is a game that I most think of when it comes to like getting milk and having cows because you work on a ranch and everything. Right. Um, but all the Zelda games seem to have these little threads that link each other together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this milk a bar was a way of worlds, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this milk bar was a way of bringing more human characters to interact with. I think into this game because if you remember the original Link to the Past, there are those human characters, but not quite as many as you come to. Yeah. Yeah, few and in far later between, Zelda right. titles. So I think this is a way of um, sort of populating Kakariko Village with more citizens. And it is also a wonderful opportunity for music, as oh we'll notice God. on today's playlist. Amazing. Um, there, there are these kind of uh, buskers, if you will, these like performers in it's, the milk it's bar. It's Animal Crossing. It's KK. Yeah, if you go up to them, they can perform different songs for you well i gotta say that there are a couple of those milk bar arrangements and all of them are are basically acoustic guitar and recorder with some other instruments i think it's kind of trying to be loot but anyway it's these medieval sounding arrangements and some of them i like more than the actual versions right they're so good we're gonna play we're gonna hear a couple of them today starting with this this is hilda's theme and we'll obviously start off with the original version but eventually we're gonna mix we're gonna fade in that milk bar arrangement of hilda's theme which i absolutely love as so well. I want to give a little story context. So okay. in the original Link to the Past, you start off in Hyrule and uh, you find a portal to travel to the Dark World, which is right. kind of like the alternate universe version of Hyrule. And it, it in the not to get too nerdy, but it's the Golden Land where the Triforce resides. And in they change the name in this game. Mm-hmm. Well, in this game, it's a different place you travel between high rule and a place called low rule which is perfect <laughs> and there you meet uh zelda's kind of doppelganger alternate universe version in the form of hilda so her theme is kind of inspired by zelda's theme but it kind has of this tinge of darkness to it let's take a listen to hilda's theme What a beautiful theme for this series. This is Hilda's theme. And it really feels like it's this backwards Zelda theme. Again, you have the harp as the center stage, which is perfect. Uh, there's definitely a sense of tragedy and also 
a little bit Gaelic influence. There's actually some moments that remind me of the Monkey Island series, and that happens quite a bit actually in this well, score. In, it's kind of swashbuckling. They're inverted because both mm-hmm. Zelda's theme is modal, but it's in the Lydian mode, one of the right. brightest of all the modes, and this is in the Dorian mode, one of the darker of the modes. So it, it's it, perfect. But it, it feels so Zelda. This track really reminds me of the Serenade of Water from Ocarina of Time. It is similar to that. Um, and I really love the kind of B section with the classical modulation that progression actually comes back in one of the castle themes towards the end of the game in a really subtle way that sort of chord move is meant to represent the character of Hilda and I think it's really nice how Nagamatsu isn't just making locale music but sort of tying things in together on a subtle motivic level that you might not notice but maybe your brain kind of does yeah listening to this whole score to prepare for this episode I was surprised uh, there was a few moments when I was like whoa I feel like I'm in the world of Monkey Island and I'm trying to remember there's one other piece in our playlist it might be that Thieves Hideout uh, where I was getting some of that Michael Land uh, vibes a little bit but, but wonderful stuff let's move on to History of Low Rule composed by Ryo Nagamatsu wonderful loop this is a very short piece of music it's only about 35 seconds um but they he disguises the loop quite well and i don't think a lot of people would know how short it is this is a history of low rule composed by ryo nagamatsu again with the brass let's keep the brass going i mean it just works so well well, I like he disguises the loop with a really spicy chord. It's either the That's sound one of like way to an augmented it. major seven chord or like a sharp nine chord, you know, where you get sort of the sound of both the major and minor third at the Super same time. Super spicy stuff. This is a track that is very much using the uh, harmonic language of movie music. Oh, with my With that gosh. kind of third relation sound and some of those dissonant chord clusters. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like another moment where it feels like we're going outside of the, the traditions of the series. This yeah. is doesn't remind me of something that has come before. What I like is the way they introduce you the sound of the kind of brass choir is in A Kingdom's Legend, which does sound very Zelda-esque, and progressively it gets farther outside of it. This low-rule music, were you to play it on the piano, I wouldn't personally think it sounds like Zelda, but now it's almost like we've established this brass quintet as the sound of this game, and then it does have that little classical moment similar to Hilda's theme. Well, here's what I'll say. There's nothing wrong, even in a series that has as rich of a tradition as Zelda, there's nothing wrong with composing music um, in a new style or you know exploring some new directions. If it's music that is emotional and is taking itself seriously and fits the tone of the game. I'm all for that. Well, and it's about the melody. You know, the Zelda series is known for its strong, hummable, and memorable melodies. Melodies right. that are related to characters or locations. They're incredibly iconic. And this and piece has a beautiful melody. Them. Yeah, and so if you're going to make new entries in the series, I think the melodies need to be able to sit on the shelf, not just in being good, but kind of following some of the the modal characteristics and following some of the the style of what makes that music Zelda. 
I would definitely agree. Well, let's move on to a wonderful arrangement. Originally, it was the Dark World theme, and that's this game's Dark World, Low Rule. This is the Low Rule main theme, arranged by Ryo Nagamatsu, originally composed by Koji Kondo. Let's check it out. Amazing. Absolutely love. Maybe my favorite arrangement in the game, because this is an example of more of a bold one. Uh, yeah. A completely different ensemble than I ever would have expected, or on paper I would have thought would have worked. Uh, but it's so cool. This is Laurel Main Theme by Ryo Nagamatsu, music originally by Koji Kondo. I love this ensemble. I think it's really fun, and again, it's kind of swashbuckling and really exciting. Yeah, it reminds me of Dragon Roost Island or yes. um, Gerudo Valley. Like it, it, that, that sort of Spanish sound is something that does exist in the Zelda series, but it gives this track some vitality to it in a completely fresh new approach that I agree. makes it feel distinct. And again, now when I hear this version, I just think of A Link Between Worlds. I'm not comparing it back and forth. One neat thing about this game is that in kind of a almost like the style of like the Rosalina's Comet or something Mm -hmm. throughout the game the overworld theme the orchestration builds and each theme whether it's the low rule theme or the high rule field kind of have three iterations one that's smaller and has a more chamber sound and ones that get progressively more uh, heroic and exciting as you go. Right. And I, I kind of, I like that, but some of my favorite arrangements are the earlier ones. Like, I believe this low rule main theme is the very first one you encounter. Eventually, yeah, that's you, a good you, point. They do have actually, the ones that are more orchestral. But This playlist, we're definitely going out of order today, so <laughs> you should be aware of that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. One of, maybe my favorite arrangement in the soundtrack. That is just amazing. And so much fun. Let's move on to another arrangement. And I think this one is a little more faithful, if I remember correctly. This is Death Mountain, originally music from A Link to the Past. Let's check it out. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Death Mountain from A Link Between Worlds, and yeah, this is cool. Will was mentioning um, that this one starts off with, I would say, overall pretty faithful arrangement of a, the original Death Mountain theme. Right. But then he extends the form with some new material. Yeah, it, it's not one of my favorites of his extensions. Like, I really like what he did with the Sanctuary theme or even with the Hyrule Field theme. Um, the problem here is that he doesn't let the melody conclude the way it does and then go into a new section. He sort of alters the melody and, and stops it and changes a cadence. And there's something about that that it's not the idea of doing that. It's just the way that this one is executed. It doesn't feel supernatural in the song. And I think when something is so memorable and kind of an earworm, those moments tend to like trip you up a little bit when you're listening and I remember playing mm. through the game that was a part that almost like took me out of it because I was like oh why is that little thing different yeah I, I definitely was a fan of the new the new material here and I love the arrangement I mean I think that he he nailed the the sound of it and I this is a track that I think is really unsung it's one of my favorites from Link to the Past it's and so Williamsy it's, well it's so kind of dark and intense and I love it could be Darth Vader's theme it, it really has Koji Kondo's signature thumb print that kind of unique chromaticism and the accenting of these large leaps really pure even if you just hear that it's really iconic and special uh yeah this is it's always been one of my favorites and one thing i'll say um i i was a fan of of those uh you know additions but i hear what you're saying it's not like he made those choices on every single arrangement i think he picked and chose when he wanted to do something a little bit more bold and so i give him credit for that and i it is it is something that i'm generally not a fan of when a melody is changed in that way even by the composer like for instance uh in the first shovel knight dlc there's that one track that i know you really love that kind of changes the the melody of mm-hmm. one of the tracks. And I just, it doesn't work for me because I if the original is perfect, <laughs> which I think it is, it's like changing it yeah. just, it's not the, that you can't change it, but I just, I'd rather have a new section or a brand new piece of music than kind of like changing something that already works. It's like making a problem where there isn't one to me. This next piece of music we're going to play is called Yuga Battle, parentheses, Hyrule Castle. So this must be, this is not the first time uh, you fight Yuga. Um, is this Correct. one of the last times you fight Yuga, Will? Well, I, I actually, wait a minute. I think this might be the first time you fight Yuga. It's it's confusing because now I'm getting the games mixed up, but mm-hmm. I know you fight him early on in the game, probably Maybe before it's the second you ever time. go to low mm-hmm. rule. Well, any case, let's take a listen to Yuga Battle, Hyrule Castle, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. <laughs> Thank you. 
Man, this is a killer original battle theme. I love this. You guys are listening to Yuga Battle Hyrule Castle composed so by Ryo cool. Nagamatsu. I think Koji Kondo would be giving the thumbs up, and maybe he did, <laughs> to this. It's so good. Um, we're going to hear a couple more battle themes in the playlist, and i got to say that the battle music, uh, most, most you know, original Nagamatsu music is absolutely outstanding. One of the strongest, you know, sections of this game's soundtrack is, uh, and most consistent, is the battle themes. Well, I love how epic it's able to be, but in like a classical or symphonic way with a kind of chorus voices. I don't know if this is just me, but there's still a sense of fun and a little bit of humor here. Do you get that? Yeah, I mean, the the emphasis in the orchestration of the clarinets and the winds, it has a, a lighthearted quality to it. It's almost mm-hmm. like the, the youthful hero fighting against villainous evil. All the, the melodic ideas here really make me think of like horror movie villains like Dracula or something that's right. evoking almost like this it's kind of over the top quality. Yeah. yeah, very much over the top. You could argue a little bit campy, but I think really fun and a beautiful piece so, of music. Though. And it it doesn't have a cliche sound. It doesn't end up sounding just like generic battle music or generic high stakes. So much video game music is just trying to be epic at the expense of taste, I would argue mm-hmm. sometimes. And this is one that's, it's not trying to be cool. It's just trying to kind of, I think, serve the story and maybe even have a little fun at characterizing the villain. Because there's sort of a Nintendo thing of finding humor in the villains. Like right. a lot of the villain dialogue is like, they take themselves seriously, but as the hero keeps besting them, there's almost like a little bit of humor. It's kind of like a Disney villain in in that way. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to Thieves Hideout. And this is going to be uh, the last example we're going to hear today, eventually where we will fade in the milk bar arrangement of this piece of music, starting with the original first. Thieves Hideout. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Thieves Hideout, which is a great piece of music. I love the combination of emotions that Nagamatsu, you know, accomplishes in the score. It's a lot of times this kind of silly, goofy, humorous feeling mixed with something very dark and ominous, and that's what we're getting in this piece of yeah, music. It is interesting because I feel like one of his main influences, again, is Koji Kondo, and like here he's trying to write a piece of music that can fit alongside the other dungeon music, but Koji Kondo stuff is always serious. It's like this down feels the like line. more like. Kirkopian, or like I yeah, said before, this even one, kind of Monkey I mean, Island. First of all, the use of the uh, clarinet and bassoon and octaves, and then kind of mm-hmm. those triplet rhythms. But even the melody in general, yeah, it has that kind of campy... I gotta say that this Milk Bar version, I think I like more than the original. <laughs> this one really sounds like Monkey Island, you know, with the Milk Bar version. 
Yeah, I think but that it, was the moment. Yeah, it's kind of like the voodoo lady theme in that mm-hmm. it's like classical campy horror. You know, it's not like serious darkness in the way that like the Koji Kondo stuff almost evokes the sound of like atonal music and tone rows and stuff. It's really creepy. Um, where this is more kind of playful and fun, but it's it's fitting. This is a new area, the thieves' hideout. It's not. Um, it's not. I think meant to be as frightening as the other. It's it's fun, but in a kind of a, a you know safe frightening way <laughs> a little bit yeah. cartoon. and i really i really got to mention if anyone hasn't listened to this whole score you really should listen to all of the milk bar arrangements because they really are some of my favorite things in the score and, and we don't have time to play anymore oh my gosh carl today has just been flying by i can't believe it it. we've really already gotten has. to my favorite track in the whole game is that where we're at right now will yeah this might be it's one of my favorites for sure. And I was thinking that this would be a very good track of the week contender. So what do you say? Well, should we make it this week's track of the week? Let's do it. This is low rule castle composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. Amazing piece of music. Let's take a listen. Outstanding. You guys are listening to Laurel Castle, which is this week's track of the week, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. And again, we have here on display that really quick and limber classical style modulation where it's just things are moving so fast and so fluid, but it's in such a natural and crafted way. Uh, and again, this is a feeling that I have with this whole score is you really feel like you trust Nagamatsu to take you on this journey and you're definitely right. in good hands. And he's kind of a student of so many different eras of music and uh, really kind of capturing them quite well. Well, and what I like about this one is it's not 
overtly classical. These modulations are almost like non-functional modulations, and they, they don't have the same kind of like classical you expect where it's going to go. It's but very it, surprising. It's in that idiom, and it sounds kind of like film music. You almost have this kind of like scherzo-esque quality with the strings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of like really the next generation of classical music in a way. It, like film music. I mean, this one very much sounds kind of like a Williams cue. Uh, and I think it's cool to get such a pure Zelda-esque melody. Um, I really think this melody is outstanding. I, he was very influenced by, I think, uh, the Death Mountain theme and maybe the Hyrule yeah. Castle theme. But it really is just an outstanding Zelda melody. You know what I love about this? Is it's an outstanding Zelda melody, but it feels like you were mentioning. It feels like it might have more in common with film themes than necessarily linked to the past. Yeah, themes. It, that's a good point, Carl. It almost sounds like one of his arrangements of the Kondo themes, where it, it, it it's using this melody, but it's not precious about it. The way mm-hmm. it modulates, it's almost like you're already meant to know it's this so fluid. tune, mm-hmm. and it's some arrangement of it. That's what I really like about it. Is the melody is really strong. It could be pretty straight ahead, not have a modulation a section b section one orchestral setting but it goes on this whole sort of sweeping journey in that b melody that that is almost just more functional for to get us from one place to another yeah mm-hmm. it kind of abandons the singable tune quality of the first part to take us on an orchestral journey so it's kind of balancing mm-hmm. the sound of like a video game theme which is you know tune 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 really melodic and the film music approach that it's about kind of buoyancy and being able to jump from this key to the other and being really swift. It's a nice mixture of the two, I think. And it's cool to have such a strong, I would say like primary central theme to the game, not come into the very last dungeon. It's a payoff, yeah. So guys, next we're going to play two battle themes back to back, the two last battle themes of the game. And this first one is called Yuga Ganon Battle. And oh man, the beginning of this, the introduction of this is so fun and nostalgic and surprising and I think very powerful. It starts off with Super Nintendo samples and then eventually fades in more modern samples. It's such a cool idea. Just a wonderful idea at some point in this game to do that. So so hats off to Nagamatsu. Let's take a listen to Yuga Ganon Battle. You guys are listening to Yuga Ganon Battle, and this is not false advertising. <laughs> this is exactly what you get. It's a wonderful combination of original music and, and Koji Kondo music, and starting with those SNES samples and then fading in 
the modern stuff um that just really hit me like a brick it was such yeah. a great choice well also it's like what koji did with that final battle theme is so progressive and cool you almost can't top that that uh-huh. those instruments are just so badass but then when these other things come in then you juxtapose the um, the I guess if you want to call it a melody, the the main theme of this <laughs> battle music from Koji Kondo with the yuga bum ba dum bum bum ba dum bum bum ba dum that sort of chromatic the other yuga motive. theme, not the yuga theme we heard. <laughs> earlier. It's almost like the yuga battle theme. And uh, what's actually happening in the game here is yuga almost I think like merges with the spirit of Ganon. Yes. Um, and so that's why both their themes are Spoiler. juxtaposed. But I again. <laughs> kind of tying it in with starting with the SNES track faithfully does a great job of showing um, almost like a proof of concept of what A Link Between Worlds is. That oh, absolutely. It's using that as a starting point, but it's going in a new direction. And that's this why it's like you're not fighting Ganon, you're fighting this weird form of this game's villain mixed with Ganon. It's almost like how the music is an echo of A Link to the Past, but it's a little bit different. And I, I, I yeah, I just think it was a great choice to save the that effect for this track because he could yeah. have used that as a gimmick in almost all the themes but i think this was a really smart choice to taste. use it here i just think that's beautiful i mean not the the sound of the piece but just the idea of doing that is yeah wonderful and all I right mean, that guys mix meter thing unbeatable let's move on to the final battle theme and i believe this uh We'll have to take a listen to see if there's any Koji material or if this is all Nagamatsu. Let's take a listen to the final battle. absolutely love this piece and yes of course there's coaching material here as well i absolutely love that we get to hear uh zelda's lullaby it's so empowering will was mentioning that zelda helps you out uh in this battle and that was such a great choice to call back to that musically it feels so empowering and exciting and then i love after that theme it goes right back to the battle and it's just this really stark contrast of okay now we're still back in it and we're not it's not over yet Right. It is like film music in that way. It's so filmy. Some of this that the episode can't recreate is a lot of the transition points um, aren't 
static. Like this track right. doesn't just play as is. I That's think a good kind point. of the different motives are triggered by different action events. Um, in but the game, that's which another is really cool. bold choice. There's never been a final battle theme in the series where, <laughs> in halfway through the battle theme, we hear this really exciting and rousing, you know, callback to Zelda's lullaby. But the chords are changed. You now it's a little bit more of this pedal driving rhythm. Um, it's it's I can't believe it fits as well as it does on paper. I don't. I would have been like, I don't know. Is that really going to work? But man, does it work? Yeah, I love all the choral elements in that kind of that other Yuga mode of yumpum. Yum bum 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 bum. Yep. Uh, it's really cool. It's such an exciting final battle theme. It really fits the series. It has a cinematic approach, which again, it this track goes farther than you would expect from sort of a, something akin to a remake of A Link to the Past and for a 3DS game. I just don't think I personally wasn't expecting the degree, the heights to which this yeah. soundtrack would achieve and going for authenticity around every single corner. Well, we're going to end the day, other than our play out, with Return of the Hero, which is a even more tragic arrangement of Hilda's theme. They did uh, He did change the key here. Um, and there's some other new material, um, which is very beautiful kind of way to close out the day. This is Return of the Hero, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. This soundtrack is so beautiful, so emotional, surprises me at times, makes me feel very comforted at other times. Absolutely amazing, underrated. Hats off to Nagamatsu. I'm so yeah. glad we finally focused on the soundtrack. This was a topic idea that we had for a long time, and I actually had it on an old document, and luckily I opened it up and <laughs> was checking to make sure there weren't any old topics we missed, and we missed this one, so long overdue. Yeah, this was just a delight. I love this score, and any excuse to listen to more Koji Kondo is always welcome. And uh, Nagamatsu, I, I I really do need him on <laughs> Nintendo. I need him to come back um, for the next mainline Zelda game. I think he should be at the helm. Yeah, Nagamatsu and Toru Minigishi need Let's get another those two together. crack at a Zelda soundtrack. Oh my god, that is so good. We're going to play you guys out with the staff roll theme. And this is another case where I have a feeling there's some Koji material uh, in this as well. It would only be fitting. We're going to hear some, you know, kind of an overture of a lot of the themes that we've heard so far today. So it's a great way to send you on your way. Thank you so much for listening. We're closing out our season. We have a few episodes left. 
Got some exciting ones coming up. Thank you so much uh, to everyone for your nice emails and for your reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that. If you want a link to our uh, invite code to our Discord, let us know and we will hook you up with that. That's such a fun community on there. Uh, So shout out to that. Anything you got at the end, Will? That's all for me. Oh, we uh, recently posted another new video, Pilot Wings Light Plane. So definitely check that cover out. We have one more um, kind of in the docket uh, from that recent recording session, uh, which will be coming out really soon. So look forward to that as well. I think that's it, guys. Enjoy Staff Roll. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. (laughs) 